everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey Lonnen. And this is Volume Up by the Tees. Jeffrey, what is a good name for a puppy? I know a coworker that is getting a dog, and that is the debate. So tell me you have to have had a dog, many a dog. I don't know. I've had a few in my day. Um, current dog is Bowie, living with my in-laws. He okay. looks like Diamond Dog, thus the name. Um, have had a dog. <laughs> I've had a Pomeranian named Peanut Butter and Wonderful. another one named Jellyfish. I like a good novelty name for a dog. I don't like a human name for a dog. Yeah. That is boring to me. Yeah, like Kevin, come here. That doesn't really. No, well, that yeah. could be fun, but no, I wouldn't yeah. want that. Like Spark is a perfect dog name. That's yeah, just like, so a, my, and he is a spark. He is a spark plug. And the the fun copywriting little tidbit here, Jeffrey, is that my youngest son wanted to name him Sparkler. And if you say Spark Ellers, Spark Ellers. Wow. 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 Just going to leave that, that right there on today's hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On last week's ep- episode, I spoke with industry leaders at Lunata about their mission to free the industry from cords with their new flat iron for salon professionals. They are no doubt a dynamic duo. I love their vibe and energy. You can just tell the, the, the mutual admiration and respect for each other and the brand that they are building. They didn't give up. Here we are today. Have a really strong consumer business as well as launching into the salon professional space. If you like learning more about the industry, those who are enacting change and creating a better world, make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tees, and send in questions to volumeup at thetees.com. This week, Jeffrey, you interview Tracy Fadacek. She is the founder and CEO of the Pretty Convenient app and Pretty Set Go. Her mission is to empower beauty stylists to take control over their beauty business while being disruptive along the way. She is currently disrupting the beauty industry through the Pretty Convenient app, an on-demand app where her all-female team, consisting of some of the industry's top pros, deliver a convenient and stunning beauty experience to your home and Pretty Set Go, a virtual beauty box that comes with beauty education. Love talking with Tracy. You guys are really going to enjoy this interview. One piece of housekeeping before uh, we get started with everything today. I'm going to be out for the next two weeks, but I'm leaving you in good hands. Kelly's going to be here. That's right. Every Monday with the news, our hot takes, interviews. Plus, you're going to hear from some of our talented tea staffers and producers Mm -hmm. who are going to step in and guest host while I'm away. You will be missed. I do not know if they can fill your Crocs the way you do. (laughs) I've got a feeling that they're going to be just fine. All right. So much deserved time off for Jeffrey. But before we let you off the hook for the next couple of weeks, I had one question today that I wanted to chat with you about. And that is, have you seen the documentary, Please Make Me Look Pretty? I have not. I've not even heard of it. So I need you to bring me up to speed. What are we dealing with here? All right. It is amazing. Um, As noted on Forbes, there is this incredible, you know, documentary, Please Make Me Look Pretty, that's offering really a fresh perspective on beauty. I mean, when you first read the title, you're like, wait, make you look pretty? Like, do we need to do that? Um, But essentially, 
Um, the, fil the film is a documentation of how art can inspire the life of someone with an intellectual disability. So um, the subject matter in the documentary takes to the literal market streets um, to basically do character caricatures and drawings of people and pull out the qualities in them that she feels are stunning and beautiful, which aren't always necessarily the physical attributes, right? So it was really interesting because, you know, have you ever been to the Mall of America and had a caricature drawn of yourself? Can't say that I have, <laughs> but now that I'm looking at this, maybe I want one. Right. Tell me more. I mean, it's, it's interesting because it is a representation of like one of maybe perhaps your most pronounced features, but she took to the markets, had a booth, had a stand, was doing, you know, in the process of this, some drawings people didn't always consider flattering. So they were like, we want a refund. And, and she, you know, got discouraged. But despite this early obstacle, people started to see and appreciate the uniqueness of her artwork and would ask her, please make me look pretty. So she responded and said, you're already pretty. But she decided to draw a sincere picture of them from her heart. So I mean, I have goosebumps. It's absolutely yeah. such a beautiful story. And also like a moment to think about like if somebody was drawing you and in your inner beauty rather than just your physical appearance, what would it be? I would be interested in her interpretation of me, you know? I would for sure. So I, while listening to you talk about this, I Googled it and I saw some of her work and it's really beautiful. Um, I know. And now, ugh, well, we were not supposed to get emotional today, Kelly Ellers. That I know. Well, I'm sending you off with some tears. Ah. <sighs> Anyway, a definite one for your playlist, for your watch list, um, a film titled Please Make Me Look Pretty. Um, check it out. This week, we're kicking off a new mini-series in addition to our regular interviews. Back in July, we introduced you to Monet Everett, friend of the pod and founder of the Texture Style Awards, which took place for the first time this year. We've been lucky enough to meet with the 2021 award winners and we'll be introducing you to a winner over the next four episodes, starting with Sandra Henry, winner of the Wavy Hairstylist of the Year Award. All right, today on the podcast, we have Sandra Henry. She is a licensed cosmetologist with extensive experience as a hairstylist for all types of hair textures and possesses a certification in hair extensions. She is a graduate of Innovate Salon Academy of South Plainfield, New Jersey, and the founder of IMSA Company. Her company is comprised of a beauty salon located in Hawaii, amazing, and an online store that sells a variety of human hair, makeup, and accessory products. Sandra, welcome to Volume Up by the Tees. Hi, hello everyone, and I'm happy to be here today. All right, so for those of you who haven't heard your name before, tell us about how you got started in the salon professional and beauty business. So I will say that the way I started um, when we moved in, um, in Alaska, and when we were there, and uh, it was really rough with the, like, the cold with yeah. my type of hair. And then I, I started losing my hair, but I did like um, shampooing with really hot water, which I didn't know. Um, so by then I, lo I lost my hair. I cut all my hair and I was looking for a wig, which I couldn't find. And after that, I started doing, um, like, start doing my extensions. I used to do it for my sisters. And then I started doing it for myself. 
and everywhere I go and they will be asking me and I will start taking some client at home because I wasn't licensed. And then by then I, I said like, babe, I think I'm gonna go to beauty school. And he was awesome. like, beauty school? You went to France to study public administration. And I was like, yes, but now it's something else. <laughs> he was like, are you sure? I'm like, yes, I am sure, which I did. And I went to school and here I am. Yeah, and now you were named from the first ever Texture Style Awards, the wavy hairstylist of the year. So hell yeah, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> and like, I did it, you know, when you, I've been following her, uh, Monet. Yeah. And when she announced that, I'm like, I'm going to definitely participate in this because this I've been since I've been doing here, I'm always been saying, like, why we're supposed to do one type and not doing all of it? Totally. Because hair is hair. For me, hair is hair. Exactly. It's like you're a doctor. You said, I'm going to take this. I'm not taking that. No. If you're a doctor, you're a nurse practitioner, you do everyone. Right. All type of, you know, that's the way I, I feel. I feel about doing hair, all type of hair. Yeah. I feel like our industry is playing major catch up on the education of all hair types and that hair is yeah. hair. Like you mentioned, I have a type, yeah. you have a type, we all have a type, so we can do yeah. it all. <laughs> yeah. So um, how would you describe your relationship with your hair and how has that changed since you've been in beauty? I mean, it sounds like your journey in Alaska started because your hair was falling out, right? And so you're yes. like, I got to find a solution. Um, you know, how has that changed your perspective on your own hair, your client's hair and servicing them? My own hair, it's a, I didn't even know what type of hair that I have. I know it was a 4C, but I didn't really know like how, what products to use. Okay. So when I start school, and I remember that day was a beauty day. And my teacher was like, Sandra, you need a cut. I'm not, I'm not cutting them. She said, they're long, but they're not healthy. I'm like, uh, I thought they were, you know? Yeah. And then there she, when she explained me all this, because it was our first week. And so I started using the shampoo that I need for my own type. Got it. And now I can see like, this is like, I can even like, just starting my hair, I'm like, okay, my hair needs this. My hair need, needs amputated. So yeah. I think um, going to beauty school is the best thing I ever do for myself because now when my, the clients come, they can come with a freezy, like super freezy hair. And then yeah. we're coming out, they're like jumping on me. Oh my gosh, Sandra, I'm so happy. Look at my hair. I can't believe it would be like this. Amazing. I love it. Okay. So now I want to get into the texture style award. So you mentioned you've been following Monet Everett, who's a friend of the podcast and of our team. And we wanted to make sure that we were elevating as a media outlet, all of the amazing, mm -hmm. amazing texture styles that were out there. So tell me about your journey and, you know, when you decided to enter what your entry was, take us through that process. Okay, so um, so I I came across a uh, uh, Instagram page, Monet Every, and I list I I've been listening to her, and I'm like, she is good. She is teaching yeah. me. She is pushing me through. So I've always been on her life. Sometimes I'm out with my husband. I will just put the phone right there on the side, and I'm listening. And my husband said, "Can you listen to that after?" I'm like, "No." I have to listen because she's dropping gym. 
And yeah. then one day she, um, Monet um, said that she will be doing the, she, there, there will be a competition. And I was like, man, I never, I always think I will be, but I never, because I'm scared. And right. I'm like, she always saying like, get out of your uh, comfort zone every time. I'm like, I'm just gonna get out of my mind to, yeah. to enter the competition. And then, which I did, when I did, I was styling that hair, which I entered with the Hollywood um, wave. Amazing. It was my first time ever doing the stuff. It was the one and first time. So okay. I was doing it and I'm like, this is not coming the way I want it. Because she said, you have to do this and that. I'm like, so I was doing it. And meanwhile, when I was done, I have two clients who were came. They were like, it's amazing. I'm like, I'm definitely entering with this. <laughs> and this is the way I get to it. And I can't believe I'm one of the winners. I love that. So you jumped way out by outside of your comfort zone. Not only had you yeah. never entered before, but you had never done that type of look, right? No, never. And I did it only once, by the way. <laughs> Woo, I love it. That's like the best feeling yes. in the world, right? Yes, it is. So, you know, we talked a little bit about the education of, of hair texture and how it mm -hmm so important at all levels of our industry. How do you think Monet and the Texture Style Awards are changing our industry? So, um, like, Monet is a, she's, like, for me, she's a coach because um, she always pushing people through. And that's one of the reasons, even I have something to do, if she's live, I don't know what she will be saying, I'm live too. I'm like, I would be there for just to listen to her because she she always pushing you on knowing like what you should do or not, yeah. what the, uh, what product you should uh, use, how to react with clients, how to be the best of you, which I love about her. And that take, that uh, the Texture Style Award is like really like, if you're a stylist, you've been doing one example, one type of hair, like you've been doing straight hair, one day you will be like, okay, so what if I try to, to do um, a photo kinky hair? Because probably I never do it, but if I try, you never know. Because if you never do it, you won't know if you're good at it, you know? Yeah. So there is a lot of people who are really scared of doing other, other stuff like they never do. Like me, I'm always trying. Yeah. Even on my mom, I would be like, mommy, come down. I need your hair because I need that hair to try something. Yeah. So this is the way I go. And I think the texture style award, a lot of people have been pushing through because if it's one thing. Example, next year, if she will go through it, if you want to get in, you will have to try to do things you never do before. Right. You know? So yeah. it's a, this is a great, great, great opportunity for us. Like studies, hair studies. I love it. Okay, so we talked about the Texture and Style Awards. Now tell me a little bit about IMSA, your company, and your salon. So I have a home salon because we bought this house in Hawaii and thing is super expensive right here. <laughs> super expensive. Super, super expensive. So, um, so I started... I first started with IMSA because of uh, my problem with hair when I was in Alaska. And then I saw a lot of 
people with all type of hair in Alaska because of the army who bought a lot of people, all type of people, all type of texture. So it was really, really hard because me, when I, when I was looking, I couldn't find what I need. And this is the way I start with IMSA. And I start selling hair extensions. By selling hair extensions, I start on doing hair extensions for people installed. And then by then I said, it's been five years. I'm not where I want to be still because I'm a mom. I'm a hairstylist. I am doing everything, doctor, everything, cooking, everything. So I think I will go through because I, I need to let this kid grow so I can be more myself. But um, I am sad. It's, I sell only human hair. I've been cutting hair from donors. And I did buy, I do buy from um, donors too, like donors that didn't come directly from, uh, to me. Because I want to offer like the person like what? Like if you have a problem, a hair problem, dining, the, your hair is tiny, I want you to be able to have what you need. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Again, congratulations on your win. Um, it was thank wonderful and, and inspirational to hear your story. Our editorial team has been hard at work this week, uncovering industry news, diving into brands you don't know but should. And here are our favorite headlines from the tease.com. Kelly, what do you got first? All right, I'm kicking us off and I'm going to go with, we've got a style crush on salonary.com. So here's the thing, pre-pandemic, pandemic, we've been moving towards convenience and direct sales to customers in the salon profit space for a while, but it's been expedited in the beauty industry. I mean, we've needed to look good over Zoom for now years at this point. Um, so many brands are looking at platforms like Amazon to sell pro products directly, while others are building their own platforms that do or do not work as well as the trusted Amazon. So one we've been excited about is Solonary, which is site bookmarked, favorited, saved, you name it on every device. We can pop in for a style break when we have a moment, grab our latest products um, from our team over at Solonary, and we think it's here to stay. So kudos to them. They built a site that's easy, convenient, makes sense, and is helping the user experience from a digital e-com perspective. So my initial question is, as you've been perusing Solonary.com, Jeff, what products are you most excited about to get shipped directly to your doorstep? So I am pro the sexy hair CBD collection. Um, all right. The packaging is sick. I've wanted to get my hands on it for a while. Uh, I like that it's all in one place. And yeah, I think this calm cannabis collection Ooh. shampoo yeah. is looking pretty interesting. So that's what I'm excited about. I'm going to add right. that to both. All right. Something that I'm really interested in, given that it's Latinx Heritage Month, is our story 12 Latinx hair pros you should be following on Instagram. Pretty direct. If you've been following along at thetees.com, you know that we're full-blown Latinx slash Hispanic Heritage Month coverage. Uh, and so, yeah, we're doing our part to make sure that you guys are aware of people that are doing crazy things within our industry. One of these uh, is hairstyling. So there's 12 different folks here, uh, as the title suggests. If you don't know them, you should for sure. And you should follow all of them. I especially was interested in David Lopez, who is familiar to folks uh, if they follow Ulta, he's one of their brand ambassadors, does incredible wig work, makeup, 
uh, really pushes norms in terms of like masculinity and beauty. Uh, just a, a really cool, interesting guy. Um, of the list though, Kelly. Yes. 12 folks. Is there anyone that yeah. you didn't follow, but you definitely are following now? What's going on there? Okay, so I wasn't following Priscilla Baez. And so thanks to the editors for pointing my new gal out. I wish I was closer to her salon and <laughs> the girl knows extensions, right? I'm an extension gal. I think everybody should be an extension gal. She's making it happen for over 20 years with the Britneys, the Christinas, the Megans, the Kardashians. She's actually known as Hollywood's hair extension queen. And queen, I am here for you. Please give her a follow. Priscilla Vallez. Oh, shit. Love. All about it. So happy that you found it. Yeah. And so... Um, you know, one thing that we all know, if we listen to last week's episode, that I am a little bit, a lot, a lot turned off by is pumpkin spice taking over the world. I think it, I think it hit my last straw today when I was perusing on Instagram and saw a sign from Jiffy Lube that says pumpkin spice oil change is here to stay. It's, it's jump the shark. However, I, I can get behind it from a hair perspective. Okay. So... You know, we've got an article called Pumpkin Spice Hair is Taking Over Hollywood right now. And is it Kristen Stewart? Yes, you are winning in this category. Adir Abergel is the stylist behind us. He's also the creative director for Virtue Labs. And so slow clap to you, Adir, <laughs> and all of your amazing work. Jeff, tell me there's one you do or do not like. So I'm very much into Kristen Stewart's situation. That Ew. is some orange that I can get behind. So that's a good mm-hmm. thing. I do not enjoy pumpkin spice in all aspects, save for this trend. I really like the Dua Lipa of it all, though. It's yeah. like a real orange. It looks like a wig. Let's be clear. She was on the runways of Milan sporting dark brown hair. So mm-hmm. it probably was. But I like it. It's a cool look. Right. I feel like we should all give it a try. You know, and we go back to last week's pod when I talked about Fanola and my orange eraser mask and shampoo. And here we are adding the orange. Adding orange back in. That's right. I took mine out. They're putting theirs in. (laughs) As always, so much going on at Tease.com. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We're proud to publish the stories that Salon Post and consumers care about, especially when it comes to pumpkin spice. (laughs) And now, Jeffrey connects with Tracy Fadachek, the founder and CEO of the Pretty Convenient app and Pretty Set Go. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Volume Up podcast. I am joined today by Tracy Fadachek. We're going to have an incredible conversation. Tracy, how's it going today? Oh, it's amazing. It's another day, another opportunity to make things better, right? Absolutely. For our listeners who do not know you, we would love to hear a little bit about your background. If you wouldn't mind, tell us about yourself. Thank you, Jeffrey. Um, Thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. I really um, love being able to share and speak to our beauty professionals, um, those we love in the industry. I'm actually three decades in to beauty industry. 
I started almost 30 years ago in Anchorage, Alaska, which is where I was born and raised. And I started in a different way. I actually went to college first for a couple of years got really bored with it and decided to become a salon manager in Alaska and realized that, yes, I had great mentors, the husband and wife team, the husband did the hair, the wife was the business side. So I learned some great things. I look at beauty industry from a business aspect first, <sighs> which is crazy. And then I realized that everybody behind the desk that were in the back of the salon were actually probably having a lot more fun than I was. And so, right. So that's when I decided to go to cosmetology school. And with my husband's career, we've had the opportunity to do four major moves across the country. And with every move, I had to build a brand new clientele, or I had to buy a salon, or I had to build a business myself. And so um, what I found is that I really enjoy building things and I love helping others see themselves in a different light. And so that's really where my wheelhouse took me into the area I am today, which is the pretty convenient app for mobile services and then the pretty set go virtual beauty box, which I launched last year. We are so excited to talk about both of those things. We love a plug. Good on you for doing that. We are going to get into <laughs> all of it. Uh, but thank you for that background. I feel like our listeners are really interested in sort of where people's origin stories begin re-beauty because there are so many circuitous ways to get in. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. I feel like quite a start. Anchorage, I mean, doesn't necessarily <laughs> correlate with beauty. But I think, again, that's the beauty of beauty. Uh, so... Tell us a little bit about your drive. I mean, you just talked about four major moves. You've talked about these apps. You've talked about managing, then being a stylist. How, where do you even pull that for? Like, where does that come from? Where's the drive um, to be successful mm. for you? Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting um, because I did grow up in, with a single mother raised me in the seventies. My parents divorced when I was very young and my past, my father passed away when I was young. So here she is this single mom trying to make her mark on the world and raise two kids on her own. So I think in many ways, because my mother did such an amazing job raising us with very little money, very little resources, um, women were not seen as equals, um, even worse. So, uh, thank you for Ruth Bader Ginsburg for actually shifting things to where my mother didn't have to have her dad co-sign on a home. She was able at some point to do it herself, right? So many things that I do is really honestly in a big comparison to what my mother was able to achieve with relatively nothing. And so that's my big drive is not making it 100% about myself. And I don't want to gloss over anything. I was the 20 year old, it was all about me making tons of money, driving the nicest car, shopping on a regular, all of those things. But when things started shifting and changing for me was when I realized that I was a really great employee. I worked beautifully within salons. I do like guidelines and rules. But I started seeing their business in a different light. And I was coming to the table with different ideas and thoughts of how to enhance the team member as well as the customer experience. And then um, I also found that naturally people were becoming gravitated towards me of the employees that would come to me. Um, and that's when I really realized, oh, my gosh, maybe I am a bit of a leader. And now I need to like step into that 
myself and really lean into the edges of what that could be and how I can make a difference because I do love this industry so much and I don't have a traditional background growing up in it basically. Love that approach though Um, and the non-traditional background I think has really allowed you in a lot of ways to make big big waves within our space. Uh, So we talked about the Pretty Convenient app, we talked about Pretty Set Go briefly. I want to talk about that in depth now. What do you hope to achieve by making these waves? You've done so much already. Um, we want to get into it, hoping to sort of understand, like, what is the, the end game for, for you in terms of really bringing a lot to, to the beauty professional space? So it's interesting with the app. Um, as I think with most successful stylists working behind the chair or salon owners, one of the number one things we do is we actually listen to our consumer and they will ask. Um, repeatedly for what is missing in the market if you really pay attention, right? So um, I want your viewers and listeners to really take this into consideration. I had over and over again, and it didn't matter how beautifully I rocked that tube of color on their head. They always ended the service with, gosh, it would be so nice if you could just blow dry my hair every morning before I went to work. And I thought, well, why can't we then? And this is where the growing up in Alaska with an independent minded mother and um, Alaskans tend to be very um, anti rules and regulations in a lot of ways. And so that mindset was translated to, okay, well, why can't we number one and number two at the time I worked behind the chair. I owned a salon, very successful salon. We were living in like the seven figure world um, with a small team. I was a freelance educator for a major beauty brand. And I also did freelance work for film movie sets, that type of thing. And I realized there's gotta be more people like me that want control over their environment, but they don't wanna be pigeonholed into one um, area. And so that's when I was, technology started coming forward. And this is the crazy part is I'm a Gen Xer. So I didn't grow up with technology at my fingertips, Mm -hmm. but I think the innate laziness in me of always wanting things to be convenient and easy and um, quick and Mm -hmm. streamlined, that's where I was like, well, there's this thing called apps that's becoming huge. What if I could find a group of people teach them consistency and services, offer them these opportunities. And if they say no, it's okay. We'll move Mm -hmm. to the next person and I'll catch you on the next round. Um, So that's really kind of how it started developing. And what I found is when you're behind the chair, you want to do the freelance stuff, but you don't have the energy to search it out. And when you do the freelance, you really have struggle with negotiating your pay and your wages or how much you're going to charge because it's freelance and you're not really sure. So I do all of those two pieces for those two um, arenas or I call them my customers, which are basically the team that have chosen so wonderfully to work with me. So talk to us a little bit about that team. Um, So the Pretty Convenient app is described as being all female. um, And it sounds like that connects to the sort of beginning of our conversation about your mom being a single mother, making things happen for herself, you saying that that informs sort of your approach to beauty. Talk to us a little bit about that team. What I found in the beauty industry is that a significant number of um, powerful positions are owned by men in the beauty industry. And women make up the largest workforce. 
So somebody needed to like rattle the cage and say, I'm going to go to the table. I'm going to go ahead and make space for us to have this conversation. So it's, it, it, we're not anti-man. If I found a gentleman that wanted to be, or anybody, you know, gender doesn't matter to us that want to be part of the team. Absolutely. But my original focus was women do not have the ability to negotiate their pay just simply because they're not taught. And I'll use an example. I was interviewing a female the other day for an, um, an executive assistant position with me. And I asked, how much would you like to get paid? This individual was amazing. The entire interview of answering every question I had with beautiful flow, when it came to the dollar amount, they struggled. They're like, I don't know. I don't know what, and it's, you've got to know at least what you need to get paid to make a living and pay your bills. And so that's why I lean so heavily into representing women as a strong female entrepreneur and bringing them onto the team. And I do, do truly believe, and this is where I'm not that young 20-something-year-old that I was at the time that was extremely selfish, um, which is okay, because I, sometimes I wish I could capture a little bit of that arrogance I had, that naivety, um, right? <laughs> to, yeah. <laughs> like, wouldn't it be nice to be like, I'm going to do that and not think about all the consequences that, you know, age provides us? And so that's when I was like... The people that choose to work with me, I need to make sure that they've chosen me. They found me first. So it's important that I properly respect that and represent them. Um, and I've gone through some bumps and bruises to get there. I'm not sure. going to lie. Sure. But that's where my mindset started shifting into let's represent and let's make it a strong female team that support instead of compete with one another. Love that. Um, in the same vein, I mean, you just touched on it briefly in terms of you wish that you could have maybe harnessed a little bit of the sort of mm -hmm. up and coming energy. And certainly talking in, in terms of this candidate that you had interviewed of, of them wanting to be able to advocate for themselves and know what their monetary value um, actually is. What is your advice for other young women, maybe that are not on your team, that are just getting started in the beauty industry to sort of come into their power? Um, any advice or tips that you might have for them? Absolutely. Before you even apply for the position, really take stock in what you personally have to offer. There is a monetary value. There is also a mental and an emotional value you bring forward. So you may not have you know, years and years of experience and perfected the perfect wave set or the, um, the greatest smoky eye possible that you can create. But if you are eager, if the owner is having to keep up with you and your energy, that has a value to it beyond anything else. Because as an owner, and I will, my hands to the heavens say, I get a little tired and worn out sometimes. And I even tell my team, I'm like, okay, you guys, I can't come up with all the good ideas because it's exhausting. I know you've got some gold mines in there, Shara. Mm -hmm. That's worth the price of admission onto a team. And then all the other things, um, the hard skills, meaning the styling, the coloring, the cutting, all of those techniques, those can be taught and learned if you have the desire but the energy you bring into the room, yeah, that, that I would rather pay somebody more that supports the culture and I can teach them how to do these other things than pay somebody more just because they have 30 years experience, but they've got a really crappy attitude. 
couldn't have said it better. Um, love actually hearing that. And related to something you just mentioned in terms of paying more, um, you have definitely sort of talked about common practice, tipping versus living mm -hmm. fair wages. Um, so you've mentioned that you're less into tipping and more about giving employees fair wages that they can actually live off of. How has this been received among your employees and other businesses? There's a shock at first because it's something outside. But then when I actually slide the numbers across the table and say, you do have the ability to make anywhere between 20 to $60 an hour, depend and this is just styling hair and yep. makeup and skincare that and that after a year you can almost instantaneously purchase the house you want to or go on the vacations or qualify there's nothing wrong with credit qualify for the credit that you need to buy the car that you dream of whereas you know in a commission tip based and we saw this happen so many times you you really can't apply for unemployment get paid what you're supposed to get paid you cannot qualify without having three years background payroll information. And so again, as an owner, I'm giving them the opportunity to create their own lives. And then the turnaround and benefit, because it's a two-way street, is that they're taking the education I'm providing them, the consistency of the brand that Pretty Convenient app is, and representing themselves and my company out in the world when they're um, working on location. So let's talk about the app specifically um, because we love all of those things. For people that are not familiar, what is the Pretty Convenient app? So Pretty Convenient app is a mobile on-demand app that you can find in the Apple or the Android store that consumers can download. And when they download it, there's a list of services that are provided in the areas that they live. They essentially just go on, request the service, and then one of my team members shows up on site to provide that service. So obviously, the traditional thought process is, oh, you do weddings. We do so much more than just weddings. Photo shoots, television, newscasting. Um, we've been on set for major brands when they are doing a complete reshoot of every team member on the brand because they're rebranding their company. But then also we have very powerful women that hire us to come in and style their hair and makeup before they go to a gala and event or because before they go to do a, a major presentation to really do that PowerPoint and nail the investments that they want to receive for their brands and their companies. Um, we also work with a large group in, um, of influencers that have fallen in love because they all live influencers, live super busy lives. So they've been extremely supportive. And it's nice because they're not just supporting Pretty Convenient App. They're also supporting the team members that are going in. And then what we do, that's the consumer side, right? But my love and my heart sits with the um, team members. The team members, we supply you actually with a product kit for hair and makeup and skincare. So it's all aligned in place of what, so what happens is if we have somebody in the Chicagoland that receives a service, if they go on vacation to Atlanta, Georgia, and they want to receive the same pretty wavy and pretty glamorous, they are, they know that they're going to receive the exact same service that was provided with the same products in a different state. So, and that level of consistency, what I found with the team is there's no, um, no thinking on their side other than the pure art 
of it, I'm taking away all the other stressors that might cause trepidation for somebody to be an artist with the team. Um, and that really fits beautifully into the pay structure um, in terms of to what you just said, really focusing on the artistry, on the experience, working with their client um, versus freaking out about what am I going to get paid? Do you feel like other businesses should follow the model that you're implementing for your team members for the for the app? Absolutely. I, they don't have to follow it 100%, but I think that there's bits and pieces. Part of the reason I created this was I took every experience I had and I listened to, we know our consumers are gonna tell us what type of services they want. Our employees are gonna tell us the type of environment that they wanna work in. And as an employer, you can either agree to it or disagree. If you disagree, that's okay. Just don't get frustrated if they, if they push back and ha um, work, have a hard time with the system. You're going to need to recruit people that want to be part of the traditional old school system. The generation coming through now, I love them so much because their um, Gen Zs are so incredibly vocal and they want... They want to make great money. They do want to be wealthy. I'm not going to lie. But they also want experiences and they don't want to be stuck in the minutia of everything that I as a Gen Xer were stuck in. And so it's really great. I Obviously, it's challenge. I can't technically be a Gen Z, but... Oh sure, my gosh, sure. what they, they're bringing mental health conversations to the table. They're seeing gaps in business and in opportunities that I never saw before. And what's great is that opinion is an entire generation. It's not a solo. So why not as a business owner tap into that genius? So speaking of that, um, what are other tips and pointers that you have for salon owners and, and managers of groups, et cetera, across the country? I mean, not everybody is doing what you're doing in terms of actually listening and internalizing what Gen Z mm -hmm. is bringing to the table. Um, what else from your experience do you think that, that folks should consider when they're sort of thinking through their business? So learn from my mistakes. Um, I wasn't at one point in time taking all these things into consideration. I thought they were great, but I was living in that box of this is the way it's always been done. We need to continue to do it. It cost me severely. That seven-figure salon that I was talking about, I had a company-wide walkout, and it was right before the holiday season. So here's me trying to figure out and navigate. We had, I had an amazing team, and what I realized through that is I wasn't communicating what I really wanted this business to be, the changes that were I was making. So relentless communication is number one. Mm. And if you mm. cannot yield to the team members' thoughts and ideas, you do owe them a conversation in a very um, mutual, respectfully way of why you cannot implement that. I also, what's completely changed my business is that my books are open. So if anybody comes to me and says, how much money are you actually making off of us going and doing these services? I don't have a problem showing them hmm. two reasons. Number one, these are independent contractors that are working with yep. me. So they do have other businesses that this could help them grow that business. Stronger beauty industry, more in fact, impactful. Um, my goal and my power is to empower people and to bring legitimacy financially. That's one of them. And then number two, if I'm transparent 
then the decision's not on me anymore. The decision's on them of, I want more. I may not be a good fit here or, oh, okay. She has nothing to hide. So then if I ask them to do something and I don't have time to do the explanations of it all, they're going to trust me. There's going to be a level of respect. And that team that um, when I had the company-wide walkout, clearly there was no respect there and there was no communication taking place. And they're not bad people. I'm not a bad person. It's just, it all broke down and it didn't get fixed with them. I sadly, sorry guys, but it ended up getting fixed with the teams that I created after that. And that's what actually inspired me to start the Pretty Convenient app. We love that. I mean, I think it's so important to sort of share. So thank you for sharing that um, because people are not necessarily as upfront or honest about these sort of side steps, missteps, right. um, but they're so common um, and everybody is human and we, we do these things. And to your point, I mean, communication is key um, and love that um, tip for, for folks that are sort of thinking about how to do better. Um, something else that, I mean, you, you just mentioned the app again, um, you as a Gen X going into app development, not natural, which we just talked about, um, but you really did embrace tech in a big way. Um, and there's so many opportunities despite beauty industry's reticence to embrace it. Mm -hmm. So how might you suggest um, that folks within our space better embrace tech and apps and innovation? Um, what are your thoughts yeah. there? It streamlines your business so much by embracing technology. All of the you know, business owners make a list of the tasks that would somewhat annoy you. Um, emails, text messages, um, especially in the middle of the night, um, phone calls that you've missed, clients that might be at 10 o'clock on their phone trying to looking for an appointment versus 2 p.m. in the afternoon and picking up the phone to call you, as well as, you know, on the app, it is a mobile service, but we have retail items for people to purchase on mm -hmm. there. So if a customer is receiving an alert later in the day for their appointment for the next day, they may actually dive into the shop portion of the app and make a last minute purchase that we can make sure that we turn around and ship out to them right away. So it's really created a level that of experience that the customer is receiving before, during and after the service. Whereas before, unless you had a real crackerjack team of receptionists and salon coordinators, that before and after was very mediocre at best. Um, so you can, and as an owner, the emails that go out in the drip campaigns or the text messages, you get to curate the language instead of standing behind somebody and thinking, oh, they just said it the wrong way. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope they got it right this time. And, and so it eliminates, because that's, you know, when you're training a receptionist, yeah, there's a brand message when you answer the phone, but who really cares how they say it as long as the phone's getting answered and the appointments are getting booked? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So why not teach them more about what your big long-term goals are with the company and how they can enhance that versus whether they said and, but, or, or in the middle of a sentence somewhere. I know, so too, much too there. Funny. No, no. <laughs> but so r relatable and important. I mean, again, I think like, thank you so much for your honesty um, because often guests 
are sort of guarded about the advice that they give. Um, but we, we love this. We appreciate it um, because this is something that somebody listening can actually implement. Um, so again, thank you for, for sharing that. Um, what I did want to do, and it's a little bit abrupt, but I want to make sure that we can talk about it here because you've, your career has spanned so many different facets. You've done so much. You've really, as we've said, um, been at the forefront of embracing tech with the app specifically. Pretty convenient. We'll again link to it in the show notes. But you also have Pretty Set Go, which is the beauty box. Talk to us a little bit about that, um, because I feel like that is important. That is something that our listeners, I believe, will be pretty interested to hear more about as well. Thank you. I hope so, because Pretty Set Go is kind of like my new best friend. Um, mm-hmm. Last year, um, 2020, we had the pause. So I want to keep this real evergreen for you. 2020, we had the pause is what I like to call it. And I had customers and consumers reaching out. I, I still need shampoo. I still need conditioner. Yep. I'm an essential yep. worker. How yep. am I going to get my makeup if I cannot purchase it from Sephora? Um, mm-hmm. And then you have also individuals that are like, well, I'm not an essential worker, but I'm on Zoom and I want to make sure I look great. I want to look good. Right. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, because the beauty filters on Zoom are not the same as the beauty filters on Instagram or TikTok. And so, right. So, <laughs> That's it was a, again listening to the consumers. This was a response mm. to, oh, you have tape and extensions that we've installed on site. Those need to be removed. Well, here's a kit, the pretty long to help you remove those extensions until we can see you again, or the proper dry shampoo or the proper brush. Same thing with styling products and makeup. Also, I have a team that work side by side that are not independents, that are employees that I had a financial responsibility to. And so I'm one of those individuals that when I come up against a problem, um, and especially when we had the pause, I came out swinging and I'm like, I'm not letting this company Mm. die down. I'm going to ensure that my team gets paid. And I'm really happy and pleased that they all, when we had the meeting, I said, all right, we're transitioning to a product company and we're going to do this like today's Tuesday. We're doing this Friday. Where are you guys in? Are you out? Like what's going on? And they said, no, we trust you. We're going to lean in on this one. And I did not have to let a single employee go. And I was able to, we pay weekly and I was able to pay them every single week, the entire close down of our business. So it was crazy. And then that's when, I saw many states opened and then they started having many rolling close downs. So it was, I mean, it it was whiplash for the beauty industry, right, Jeffrey? So I implemented the beauty ambassador program. And so any Mm. professional that signs up on my website as a beauty ambassador, all they have to do is refer someone to purchase a box. And if that um, for every referral sale that the um, beauty professional refers, they receive a 25% commission off of the sale. And and that's the life of the subscription. That's not just one box. That's if they keep a subscription for five years, every box goes out, you're getting, it's the mailbox money, right? That we've never figured out how to do in this beauty industry. And I'm really proud of it. And I just, uh, in the last um, month, I really sat down with what Pretty Set Go is, what Pretty Convenient App is and the impact it can make on the industry and made a, what I call a big, hairy, audacious goal 
And my goal is within the next five years to onboard 100,000 brand ambassadors for referrals. And if that happens, I will have paid out $10 million in the next five years in referral sales to our friends. Let's manifest it. Tracy, I was just going to ask what's next, but like, it doesn't get better than that. That's incredible. (laughs) Um, We want that for you. So everybody here, where can they sign up to become an ambassador? Just go to prettysetgo.com and then click on the brand ambassador. It's a very quick fill out situation. Once they're um, enrolled and filled out the application process, the payment is via PayPal currently because we're a small growing business, right? Yep, sure. You got to stay with the easy. Um, but we usually yep. pay out within 72 hours of that um, that box being purchased. So the money comes on a very quick basis because that's what was needed during the um, close down. And that's what I want to make sure we still ensure to do. Love that you're implementing those learnings um, and really incredible to hear about the sort of immediate pivot um, during the lockdowns, the close downs, the openings, the whiplash, the dizzying <laughs> effect of all of it. Um, not everybody sort of went that route, um, but glad to hear. I mean, this is an example for, for folks to consider. And, and again, they can sign up to become a beauty ambassador and we love that for them um, and want you to hit that goal. So before Thank we wrap you. here, we're gonna go into our quick takes. These are questions that we ask of all of our guests. We hope that you don't think about them for too long. Um, and we're gonna kick it off with the first one, which is always, Bar soap or body wash? Body wash. But I am so intrigued by the shampoo bars that are coming out into the market and they may make an appearance in the boxes. <laughs> ah, spoiler alert. Uh, love that. Yeah, this has been one of the hottest contested questions. Each, I mean, it's really, we've got everybody, all sides of the, the spectrum. I'm body wash, team body wash all the way. But <laughs> but again, the sustainable thing we understand. Um, yeah. All right. So next question. What are you streaming right now? It doesn't sound like you've got a lot of time, but I imagine you can squeeze something in, whether it's a podcast series or a TV or a movie. What are you streaming? A couple of different podcasts. Um, any beauty bot podcast that I can find is generally because um, guests are so wide and varied and perspectives mm-hmm. of hosts are so wide and varied. I also stream a couple of business podcasts and branding podcasts. Uh, Simply Be Agency has a really ma- amazing one for Jessica Zweig, just to kind of touch in. And as a, I, I want to be completely honest and clear, Simply Be Agency is one of the agencies that I do work with, but I was listening to the podcast. That's how I actually found her and hired her on is that I Fair. listened no, to her we podcast love that. And, and she was a customer of Pretty Convenient. So that was awesome. Right. What a mute, that that is a, a mute, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a mute, cute if ever. That's amazing. Keep going. Sorry. No, no worries. And um, so what I find is that now, remember when I was in the beauty brand, um, major beauty brand, I was an educator. I used to listen to podcasts all the time when I traveled. And now that travel is back and I do love personally traveling. I just did a four day weekend in Austin with my daughter. Um, Love Austin, great town. First time really hanging out. And so I I download all the podcasts and then push them through so I can listen to them on the flight. There's another one and it's the um, six figure um, subscription box podcast. And it's a, she has growth accelerator program. So if there's anybody that's listening, that's like, maybe they want to explore. She's great. Her best 
friend is actually a hairdresser. So she's very comfortable and familiar with our industry. Um, and so, and uh, Carrie A. Fitzgerald is the name of that individual through there. Love that. Thank you for all. I'm not, I'm like writing it down. Thank you. We've got this <laughs> to, to listen back. We can rewind um, and then start searching. Incredible. Um, what is one product, just one, if you can narrow it down, that you can't live without right now? It's a skincare brand. Um, and it's KPS Essentials is the name of the brand. And they have the most amazing cleansing oil for your face. It's the aroma. It is literally washing your face and an aromatherapy experience all in one fell swoop. And um, Natalie Boss actually is one of the co-founders. The other founder was a um, rocket scientist for NASA. And yeah, it's, it's an amazing, they have a podcast as well, but um, the product is um, just, I've been using it probably for about six months now and I have extremely sensitive skin. I flare up. I, my skin has been amazing. Um, so highly recommend it. I mean, you learn something new every day. Hadn't heard of it. I'm <laughs> loving your description. Uh, so I've got a feeling that our listeners are going to be interested as well. Thanks for that. We will link out in the show notes uh, so that you guys can find it. Um, sounds like it's highly recommended. Um, last question before, hmm, almost last question. What is one piece of advice that you can offer to our listeners to get to the top of our industry? Mm. Be willing to change and innovate as much as we request of our guests to be open-minded to change. We ourselves need to walk the walk and versus just talking the talk. And when you're open to change, anytime something comes to you opportunity wise, you're going to see the benefit and be able to lean into that edge and dive into it immediately or by being so open-minded, you're going, you could see the challenges and you'll be able to say no immediately. So that way you can um, shift direction to something that's going to be more beneficial for you and for the community. This has been so much fun. I feel like I've learned a ton. I know that our audience, our listeners are, have definitely learned a bunch and hopefully some of them are going to sign up to be a beauty ambassador. Um, we're going to plug that one more time. Where can people go to find out about the app, the box and you? Absolutely. So I live a lot on Instagram. So that's slided to my DMs, as they say, Tracy Fatacha, my first and last name. And then um, prettysetgo.com is where they'll find all the information about the ambassador program. And then pretty convenient app is in the Apple or the Android store. And there is any messages that you send, call, email, they all come directly to myself and to my assistant. So we'll be able to answer them directly. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for your time, Tracy. It's been an absolute oh, pleasure. Thank you. Uh, yeah. We hope that you come back and tell us more. I mean, there's so many things that we could talk about. So this is just the first time. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be a repeat guest. I would love that. Thank you so much for allowing me to be in your space and share with your audience. And um, yeah, let's just kind of like shake things up a little bit and change the industry and make the rest of the world know how awesome and amazing you really are. Thank you. Tracy has so much energy, was a pleasure to chat with, truthfully, uh, was very honest, and I thought that was very refreshing. Uh, people are not maybe as open as they should be 
about sort of missteps. And she was very transparent about all of those things uh, and gave, I think, some really useful advice to Hair Bros. So we hope that you guys liked that interview, really enjoyed talking to her, and we hope she comes back. Speaking of coming back, don't leave me for two weeks and not come back. We will miss you. And I will do my best to hold down the virtual fort here. Enjoy your time off. And to all of the rest of you, be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok at Read the Tease and sending questions to volumeup at thetease.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey, Stephen Jodoran, and Madeline. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode. And to Josh Landowski for editing so you can watch and listen on YouTube.